Warning, ProTri News is a podcast with different opinions, knowledge and possibly fake news about triathlon racing. This is not for the faint of heart. If you get offended or hurt by what is said, please stop listening and go listen to some uplifting meditation music or just go work out, then try again. Hello, welcome back to another episode of ProTri News. I'm your host, Kyle Glass, joined by my favorite people. We'll hit it off with uh, Mr. Talbot Cox. How we doing? How we doing? I'm looking forward to the show. This is a pretty big one we did last year, and uh, it's pretty exciting to kind of review the year. I, I know that if you have any type of social media, you probably watched the triathlon out of context video, which was a uh, highlight of the video highlights of the year. So this is a pretty fun one to do of kind of performance wise for the year. So, yeah, looking forward to this episode. Probably not as excited as Kyle. He's been creaming his pants the last week, but I mean, oh we're, we're all excited. Now this is going to have to be an explicit podcast. Uh, oh, Mark, it's the only action you're getting, Kyle. So if, uh... <laughs> just get kicked in the nuts all day today. <laughs> hey man, Mark, how are we? You're right. You got a corona in your hand. You also have some more behind the camera, I think. No, I don't drink when I'm away from the house, and I'm not drinking corona. It's an apple juice. I think. Oh, okay. Disregard my comment then. Uh, where, did you have a good week last week playing Santa Claus? That's what we told all the listeners. So. Oh yeah, it was the the army always do like Soldiers Day, like Christmas dinner and all that sort of stuff. And you guys recorded early, so I was probably in no fit state to be on the podcast, let alone have time to. I'm afraid. Was, Hence why was, I've now got a cold. Was there any royal members there? No, God no. <laughs> Certainly not any that you are interested in. There's no Harry or Meghan there. So I imagine that's all you've been watching, is it, Talbot? I actually haven't even watched it because I don't even care about them. So it's whatever. You are dying to watch it. I don't believe you. <laughs> My wife watched it. I didn't, though. I, I do plan to watch it. And Pat yeah. Lemieux? Hey, hey. Uh, big show. I mean, I'm just... I. I've, Kyle sent out the uh, the form, you know, with all of the stuff, and that was I was one of the first people to fill it out. That's how excited I was for this show today. So I feel like we've got a lot to rip through. Uh, Kyle, are we going to go – I almost want to mix it up and go reverse. I want to go story, photo, Instagram, and then finish with Good idea. The male and female athletes of the year. So I think if you can start at the right side of the uh, the screen and then bring it over, is that okay, guys? Yeah, we before we start, before we start, the the award is going to the the person or the whatever it was voted by the listener most of all, not our opinion. Is that right? Yeah, I would so, say that the listeners trump our opinions. Yeah, yeah. So just to be clear, like Talbot, when this voting process comes out, if the listeners in their thousands haven't agreed with your vote, you can't just say the election's been robbed. Um, we'll take it back and pretend it didn't happen. You've, we've got to stick with the democratic process on this one, mate. And we're going to. I don't know. If vote. you guys, I'm going to be. I'm going to pull an Elon here. If you guys give me the access to the socials, I got to. I got to double check and make sure. Yeah, you guys okay. are Doing yeah, some yeah. phony things in the DMs to, to screw <laughs> stuff. Very so. good. We'll good see. diversion. We'll I like it. <laughs> hey, real quick before we start, story of the year. Is that like the general story of the year? Or are you talking about an Instagram story of the year? It was like no. Instagram. Instagram post, but then also story of the year is just like the overall overarching like story oh, okay, of the year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's easy. Easy. Yeah. All right. Let's dive I'll into it. it Before we get started, I don't want to forget about who's been supporting us the last couple of months of the podcast, Waterfall Bank. They're a great partner of triathlon. 
Um, they started the year off with the couples triathlon, um, gave away a whole lot of money, and that's kind of how they dove into the sport um, pretty hardcore this year. And then they've been supporting a whole bunch of pros, becoming uh, major sponsors for a lot of athletes. Um, and then they also have the Pro House um, in Boulder, Colorado this year. So I believe that the um, – nominations are still open for that for the application no no they're closed they're closed tim and rennie and all the waterfall team are reviewing them now so cross your fingers and once we get the name we will announce it on here maybe we could even bring that person on the pod let us let them tell our story i want to get them on for three we'll get them on for three episodes we'll do like once they get announced a mid-season and then an end of the year on like their whole experience like if if we do the first one when they get announced and they're tragically boring, can we reserve the right not to bring them on for the second two? Yeah, that'd probably yeah. be better. I think they're going to get some <laughs> PR PR coaching by Talbot. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but you you, can, you have the opportunity to join opportunity to join a professional or not professional age group waterfall racing team. Um, you can just fill out your name information, seventy five dollar one time fee, and then you have access to um, team Discord chat uh kits things like that so big shout out to waterfall bank for supporting us we're going to be able to go to a bunch of races next year because of that so we're super pumped and so let's set it out all Um, right this is the show of the year the award show of the year uh kyle posted online uh and all the fans if you did miss it uh, a majority of the fans filled out what they thought were the awards and then we uh, the host filled out kind of ours we'll throw ours in the mix as well and then we will post all the results on instagram so let's dive into the show starting with story of the year kyle story of the year uh was chelsea Sodaro um coming back to the scene post baby and kind of stealing the show in Kona and putting down one of the greatest performances we've ever seen on the big island. So and that, that was, was voted on by the fans. What were what were some of the other popular ones then? Um the air tags with Air Canada, that's another kind of story of the year. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Bikes getting lost versus Chelsea Bikes winning Kona lost. close. Yeah. Was the Sam Laid Low and Sam Long beef not a story of that the year? That was a story of the year for sure. Some drama with them. Um, I don't know who else would be considered story of the year. It was kind of a a bit of a boring but, year. But people must have submitted these. Like, did they not submit other things? Like, so I, there like, was. That was it. Everyone just voted for Chelsea. No, there's a shat ton. Jan Fredino, um, the seal incident with. Vasco Velasqua. Um, yeah. The post of Lionel Sanders with his broken tooth. Uh, yeah. Jan Ferdino's yeah. injury. Is it, but this I mean, is I just was, story. This isn't Instagram post of the year. Yeah. This is just like, I don't know if these are, Overall it got story. wrapped into both. Right. Let's yeah. just do Instagram post of the year because there are a shit ton of good answers for that. Yeah. So who won Instagram post of the year? Chelsea Sodaro. Right, okay. So her some of the her there. holding sky. Yeah, it was the Instagram post of the year. Yeah. James so Sam Laid, Sam Laidlow's rap featured quite heavily on that. Good moments from him. Fairly solid banter. Uh, lost bite bags again, like you said. Uh, I quite liked Holly Lawrence on the beach. That's a solid answer. Um, then there was TTL Van. That's a repetitive post that's been on there. Um, the boys are all laughing at me for that one in the background, but I'm going to roll with it anyway. 
Uh, and then, yeah, Jan's latest post. Um, I really enjoyed Jan Fredino's uh, Iron Man one with the, uh, like, just mocking, like, there was the end of the world moments when uh, Iron Man announced they're splitting the race. I, I thought for Instagram posts that Apple AirTags, everyone and their dog posted them tracking their freaking bikes. I mean, before they got on the plane, when they are midway through travel and when they arrived, oh, my bike, my bike, I tracked it. It's OK. Oh, it's in Qatar. Oh, it's in Istanbul all over the world. So it definitely I, has become a trend, hasn't it? So that's the way yeah. rather than like a selfie with you looking out the plane window like it used to be going on holiday. Yeah, it's now a screenshot of your Apple tag to let people know you're going somewhere nice. Yeah. yeah. I, hope the, I hope the bikes make it. By the way, I'm actually doing the race. Just letting you know, FYI, flying there. <laughs> Like, yeah, true. <laughs> ben, Canute, oh, ben Canute's workouts were another really good one. Obviously, that those workouts paid off very well for him, getting second place. But So they actually did right, because I had a load of people send me his, like, weird running arm workouts, you know, with the band. Yeah, you've, got, yeah. you've got to work your arm run out. And it was like so many people mocked him for that. And then he bangs out a few really good results, and we're all like, better get in the garage with some therabands. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Okay, we can move on to best crowd. Is that what's next? Yep. Um, so it actually challenged Roth edged out Kona this year with three percent more of the votes. No, I'm they, they... sorry. That, that's that is that is categorically wrong. Um, the the bump that we saw at <laughs> Kona this year is is obviously with with how packed it was. That was the best crowd of the year. So I've got it. I have to absolutely argue with our uh with our do you think there. you think conan was better than roth a thousand percent a thousand percent i don't think there's no chance uh, it's just the one hill at, it's just the one hill at roth that everybody makes a big deal about but then and, it's the grandstands at the finish line it's like a whole all the people from the finish. hill all the people from the hill migrate over to the grandstand <laughs> thank you talbot cool. i mean it's just it's i i'm just you could. I'm saying from when I was watching Kona this year compared to all the other years, you just go, "Holy smokes! It is packed!" Like so, I awesome. think Kona. I, I agree. Kona was quite good vibe, but they're all just because it's two days. That's why it was awesome. So everyone that was racing on the one day was out the other day supporting, and vice versa. So it was all just athletes trying to stay out of the sun, wearing compression like calf guards and five finger Vibram shoes and their Iron Man finisher t-shirt and cap on. Whereas you go to Roth and it's like German seven steins deep, like actually spectating. So I, I agree. It was a good vibe. It was very good on the strip outside, like um, the Canyon House and stuff, but. Uh, they're just athletes not racing that day, most of them. I will say, the two other races fighting it out for third place, it was very close between Super League Toulouse and St. George. So, I, St. George. I, I'm, I'm going to defend Kono one more time. I We talked about it earlier on, on a previous episode. We will never see in the history of triathlon a crowd this big in Kona ever again. It will only be smaller for here on out. Let's give them the prize. Roth no, get it no, every no, other year. No, yes. no, no, you can't steal the vote. Like Roth got twenty. Yes, Roth, Roth got the vote. Kona got twenty six point four. I'm going to go. You count. don't agree. I'm going to go count. I want to. I demand a recount. I demand a I'm recount. Out. Also, let's let's 
if there was any listeners on the show that were at both events, we would love your feedback in the DMs and we will uh, review it on, on the next show. But would love to hear inputs because we weren't, I mean, none of us were at Roth. So I, I can't, I don't, I don't really know how it was there. Like and then, someone that was so, there. So, so if people respond to you, agreeing with you, we're going to mm-hmm. turn the boat the other way around. Yeah. So that's how we're going to roll with it. Yeah. Good. Just to be clear. Cool. Yep. Right. Next one. <laughs> All right. Um, next was best start list. It was obviously head and shoulders above all the other votes was Kona. So we won't take that one away from him. Um, second actually was PTO Canada. I mean, it was a pretty good start list, but I don't know if it was second of the year. In my opinion. PTO Canada. It's a hard question. This, and I think what we're already getting at here is our listener base is hugely long focused. Yeah, like it's a long distance because the best start list to the year by far was the grand final in World Triathlon Champs. Like, Correct by by miles, like the way 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 better than any other start list. But PTO Canada, I don't yeah. even remember. Wasn't that just the giraffe fest that went on? Women's yeah. race was pretty solid, but nothing amazing. Yeah. There was no Daniela Rife there. There was no Lucy Charles. There was no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Abu Dhabi, WTS Abu Dhabi, it was up there 1.6, so at least some people got that. Yeah. 70.3 World Champs, PTO Dallas, PTO Canada. Collins Cup is actually quite a good shout, by the way. Like, yeah. that's a Yeah, it's all the best athletes in the world, yeah. right? With Hayden Wild thrown in, with Flora Duffy thrown in. That's actually whoever thought of that. There were only a few. It's sort of a de facto best start list. But yeah. no, Kona won it. Yeah. Um, Coach of the year, 54% of the vote is Mr. Olav Alexander Boo. Yeah. I think congratulations, Olav. I think we could all I think we could all agree that he deserves it. Um next up was Dan Plus. People have got such short memories. Like it, it's ridiculous. Like we talked about this. Dan Plus had Chelsea Sodaro perform well in one race, and his other superstar athlete spent all year injured. And he's the second best coach alive. No, no, that's obviously, I'm not actually saying that's Dan Pierce's fault, but people are so like quickly subjective. Oh, she actually had, and of course, Chelsea had some more good races than that, but Javier yeah. Gomez has been injured all year. I don't know who else he coaches other than that. Other than himself, to be fair. Other than himself, but he got... Yeah. A winner at Ironman New Zealand in the age group only race, let's be clear. But he did win that. But yeah, like, come off it. Triathlon Mockery got some votes for that. I wonder, did they just vote for themselves on every single one? <laughs> I actually haven't heard of a couple of these guys either. I need to do some more research on this. But, but Olav, uh, congratulations. What an outstanding year from him. And 54.6% of our vote. Incredible. I think McCall got third place on the votes. I sent it to McCall and he said, this is a joke. He said, did they watch <laughs> Triathlon? Yeah, because what, what do you mean? Did they, did they watch... The fact that all his athletes piled in in Kona, or, or was he was he saying he was too high up or too low down? No, he said he's too high up. Yeah, okay, I thought so. Yeah, he's 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 quite like got good humility, doesn't he? Yeah, really good. So let's move on to best rivalry. Um, this was a close battle for best rivalry between Gustav and Christian, Sam Long, Sam Laidlow, and Sam Long, Lionel Sanders, and Gustav and Christian, according to our fans was number one so I, i'm just talking guys any thoughts on that i've got some thoughts on that i i do i'll speak before you because i'm sure we'll have different ones we, we, mark mark and i argued this last year because i said that the jan ferdino and 
the Lionel Sanders rivalry was a good rivalry because that it is exciting and it's interesting. We all know that Jan's going to beat Lionel 10 out of 10 times. It's whatever. But it's fun. And, 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 and the, I will say the PTO did a good job hyping up the rivalry. So I look at it from like an interest standpoint. Uh, that was probably one of the most interesting ones going in. But the actual legit rivalry that you're like, oh, we have actually no idea who's going to win would be the Gus Blue rivalry. Mark? Pop? I, I think that's a great assessment, Tal. But, you know, the other one that just kind of popped into my head was uh, maybe didn't make it, but it was a notable it was a notable story for me was uh, Paula Finlay and Cat Matthews. <laughs> only, yeah, only because of me. Cat <laughs> couldn't give a shit. And Paula definitely oh, couldn't give a shit. I and I stirred a pot. But it was something that you said that, that drew some interest from, from others around. And so I think... Um, Oh, I you forgot know, the, the TTL picked it up, didn't they? And like slapped it, it down. It, it just it, it captured the ears of some other people. So I, I that for me it was it was Sam Long versus Sam Laidlow all the way. But that I think was uh, I'll give an honorable mention to to Paula Finlay's uh, time trial ability. I uh, yeah, her, her bands from the tour was very about. good. So, and 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 she's backed it up, right, Mark? Since since oh yeah, hello. That query like Paula has has now become. Um, you know, one of the I mean, I still, like, I still do stand by it, Pat, just to be very clear. Canada is a joke nation for time trials. I'm just going sure. <laughs> <Sure>. to... <laughs> Paula Finley might happen to be their best time trialist by miles and arguably the best in our sport, but I'm not changed my mind on that one, no matter how much right, TTL right. hate on it. No, no, yeah, cool. Um, I, Talbot, mate, I like yours. You're right. Like, and I actually, it's so weird how you, you read things differently. I didn't even consider Gustav and Christian as a rivalry. Like, I because they train together. So for me and they're, they're friends, I only focus on like Pat says, Sam and Sam, like, you know, animosity, like desperation to beat each other. But you're right, actually. Yeah, it says, our listeners are right. Gustav and Christian is a hell of a rival at the moment. Um, we have our first tie in the voting for upset of the year, Chelsea Sodaro and Kona versus Sam Laidlow and Kona. And really? the winner goes to Chelsea Sodaro. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. But I actually do. I don't think so. And I'm gonna I'm gonna retort the vote. I think the biggest upset of the year was the Bajer in, in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I he think got, that statistically, he was like, that was so hard for him to do. Right? It was. Yeah. It had to be such a convolution of events to unfold for him to win that. I think it was probably him. Yeah, I think ultimately for like super nuanced fans of the sport to understand that Leo Berger not only had to one basically win and then two there needed to be all these placeholders between Leo Berger, Hayden Wild, Alex Yee. I think that if we were at the the black, you know, the the betting table beforehand, there's just no Huge way we, we would have supported Leo Berger in that pursuit. We would have just been like mathematically that's impossible to happen. Um so, so just going on to, we'll come on to it in coverage. When, when the platform you guys watched it on, because I watched it on the BBC and Tim Don and somewhere else were commentating, did they know what position everyone needed to be in whilst they were talking through the race? Yeah, yeah. Oh, because honestly, the BBC, it was like five minutes until after the race that they managed to work out that Leo Bajer had won. It was intolerable. Yeah, it was Helen Jenkins, I believe, and then uh, I don't remember the, the name of the guy that commented. Trevor yeah so they were basically like oh my gosh this could happen this could happen and then 
Hayden oh, Wild gets passed by Matthew Hauser, and then they're like, oh my gosh, Leo Berger could win this now. I didn't, uh, yeah, I should have listened to yours. Yep. Go on, Talbot. I was just going to say, I mean, it's irrelevant to the show, but I still think that we should do not show the broadcast, but at some time, make sure to pick a few races that we live stream our own commentating together and we all commentate a race or so. I do know it is hard. We can probably put our foot in our mouths by the end of it, but it would be pretty exciting and I'm sure the fans would love it. Can we can we start with like a sprint distance or a super sprint just for this? Th- no, we're going know. straight in. We're going straight in with Test Cricket and going for an Ironman event. <laughs> Ironman, Ironman South Africa. I was thinking so about the PTO that. offered us this. So the PTO have offered us this. I don't know if it still stands, but they talked about finding a way to do this for us to do this exact thing for one of the PTO races live. Well, uh, they got five races next year. So, I mean, might as well hop in. I was thinking about maybe the Russian or uh, Iran or Syria Super League event next year. One of those oh. ones. <laughs> I <I've... laughs> Well, as long as we don't have to be there in person, because I don't fancy staying in Russia or uh, or Iran for a very, very long time. Oh. Um, I was just going to take us a bunch of weed over to Russia, and we could all just smoke up and uh, record the show together. Oh. Okay, I'm using the plot. What are we talking about, guys? Yeah, what, what, we're talking about nothing, Chelsea. Yeah, look, so the one, the, this next one that we have here is comeback uh, athlete comeback story of the year. I was, I drew a blank for this one. I had nothing. I didn't. So, Kyle, no, no, what, no, no, no. This one isn't legit. That was one that we deleted because people kept messages saying that the, the, there's too many things to vote on. So I made the oh, poll okay. shorter, and so it got changed to newcomer of the year, which is a one or second year athlete. And uh, I mean, it's no this, surprise. No this surprise is just won. because people listen to this show; they voted for this. If we need to interrogate any of the votes, because Kyle did the maths, it's this one. <laughs> We do have a bunch of mail-in ballots that came to my house about an hour ago that I do need to count through, but it's whatever. Well, you could, we can address that another time. All right, so we've got Trevor Foley winning, you know, new – what is this one called, Kyle? Newcomer of the year. And there was someone that voted and said anyone but Trevor Foley. So, obviously, someone has a good sense of humor. I that was me. Is- <laughs> <laughs> This one, in my opinion, is probably well earned. Uh, you know, Trevor, I, he 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 was either he was either hitting strikes or he was hitting gutter balls this year, in my opinion. Um, but when he but when he did hit a strike, you know, he did he was winning um, and, and performing at races with you know uh, solid fields for the development of an athlete that he is. Um, and I think you know. Uh, it's it's a reminder for athletes that are coming up that want to win this in the year in in future years uh look at the races where he did well and look at the races where he did not do well and and grab clues from those yes talbot guys i think we're getting a little sidetracked here newcomer of the year award like that's called rookie of the year like we might as well just change this to the kyle glass award kyle wanted to give trevor some type of award to make him excited it's called Rookie of the Year. It's not Newcomer of the Year. Trevor Foley has won the Kyle Glass Award. Dang it, Talbot. I don't this say. Is the second, this is the second time I've really, really agreed with you on this show, um, and it's shocking. So I'm going to tip my hat. Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Let's move on to Rookie of the Year. Hold on, hold on. We also have some fair votes for Mika Newt as second place for this award. Uh, fourth are you place taking, to are you taking Sam Laidlow out of this? Sorry, are you taking Sam Laidlow out because he's not? I mean, 
I wouldn't consider him a rookie. I completely agree with you. I was going to say the same. He won his first Iron Distance event in 2019, people. Come on. I, I, I'd cons- I will say this. I actually have it in the hot takes. They, you know how PTO does all those uh, little poll things? They had Chelsea Sodaro for Rookie of the Year in there, and I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> Chelsea, so, when was Chelsea Sodaro like, last on the uh, USA Triathlon? Wasn't she on that USA Triathlon program? Yeah, she was draft legal. Like 2018? Uh, With Chelsea, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Won a World Cup, and then she quit short course right afterwards. Rookie of the year. Oh, though. by the way, hey, Chels. Hi, guys. What did I miss? Can you tell me? You missed. Uh, we 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 started off really badly with like story of the year. Well, we didn't really know what the results were. We we mumbled around that for a while. Uh, didn't really get very far. Then we did best rivalry. We argued for a bit about that. Uh, then there was upset of the year. We all agreed on that one. That was good. Uh, we all think it should have been Lieberger. They voted for Sam. We are up to date, mate. Done. Okay, I would definitely have picked. Leo Berger, upset of the year. That's there you because go. Because you're an intelligent woman. And then okay. coach of the year, Paulo Souza won that. And okay, then we went through rivalry. <laughs> I was making sure you hadn't done best female and best male without me. No, we didn't. No. We saved that for last. Well, you guys are too sweet. Okay. Did you have a good Maybe run? That's all, we, that's all we really care about. I was, you had a good run. I was on a business call. I'm sorry. I really oh, okay. apologize to be late. Which most improved athlete? I do agree with uh, Sam Laidlow. He had and over he half the votes, and there were hundreds and hundreds of votes in this poll, by the way, folks. Um, over half. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, I'll agree with that one. And the, I mean, the other people that were prominent: Ash Gentle, eight point three. I mean, Ash has been great for a long time, but it, it was a pretty dominant transition. It's a fair vote. Ruth. Bastel, 1.7% of the vote. Max Newman, uh, Chelsea Sedaro, 9.9. Solid, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, but no, overwhelming win. Sam Lato, most improved of the year. Yeah. Um, me- best media coverage with PTO. over 50. 50- I don't agree with this. 50% PTO. Uh, I don't I would, agree with this. I would agree that it would should go to Clash. No. I mean, no, no one puts... No. Sub no. seven, sub eight. Are you, you talking yeah. about? Are you talking about the Clash Watkins Glen coverage? Is that the one you that you enjoyed the most, Kyle? No, I was talking about the Clash Atlanta coverage, Talbot. All right, here's the, here's here's my take on the best media coverage. We, I think it's fair to say that the five of us are the hardest on Iron Man as an organization, and we will we will. Uh, look at their failures much harder than we will look at their successes. And the reality is, is I think that their expanded race coverage of the 70.3s that they covered, and then their coverage of the two world championships was exceeded all expectations uh, that we put for it. So again, I have to tip my hat, admit when I'm wrong. And I thought that I personally gave this award to Iron Man. I think PTO was the easy one to give it to, but I thought that Iron Man personally tried to level up and improve their game better than what they had ever done before. Uh, and obviously on their world championship days, they they succeeded. Talbot? 
I think that this is a hard one because if it was race coverage, I would agree with you. But when I see media coverage, I see leading into the races, promoting the races, build up to the races. Ironman did not even post about their own world championship in Kona until the Monday before the event. Actually, I might believe it might have been even been the Tuesday. I think that Ironman knocked it out of the ballpark with Kona. But then you saw a mass, like massive decline for the St. George coverage. They showed they can do coverage, race day coverage. But when I think when it goes to media, I still have to give it to the PTO. I just I think that they is it is it that interesting? No, but they've done a hell of a job promoting the Collins Cup, which we've all been very harsh on, and some random race in Canada and Dallas. So yeah, uh, the, the difference being though is that. Ironman's business model and its profit margins don't come from the pro race. The only mm-hmm. thing the PTO is their literal only goal is to promote the pro racing with hype. That is their entire existence. Whereas Ironman almost does it like as a sideline, as a give it back to the athletes that pay to do their races. So I, it's a big ask. I, for me, and I know there's massive bias, excuse me. Um, I, I thought the sub seven, sub eight coverage for four people racing around an oval loop the quality of the coverage on a single event coverage was utterly ridiculous but that's just because of the budget involved you know they had like mm-hmm. brownie and that on the commentary team they had helicopters they had dedicated bikes cars it, it i mean the quality of what the visual spectacle you could make it i think that probably was the best for me but i think kona i think i am on one in my eyes yeah. you're ignoring that super league has more votes than everyone but pto what do you think talbot uh, I, 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 I think that Super League is a very we, – we've talked about this before. It's a very easy event to cover. It's like covering a marathon on the streets versus covering a track race. I mean, of course, it's a whole lot easier to cover a track that's race. That's why they did it, though. Oh, so agreed. Them, but that's the I, I think it's really – I think it's really good. I, I think that – yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what I'm saying. I just think that <laughs> I don't find it that interesting. I love the – that's arena games. Good. I hate the arena games. Hate you it. hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Hater. Do like Super League. Do like World Triathlon. Hate arena games. But who? But but the fans did vote PTO for the win. That's correct. Yeah, but by a long margin. Fifty-one uh, percent. Yeah, and yeah, but I, I we seven. But I think we lost some. Uh, I think people. I took it as an individual race. Yeah. Whereas that, I, think that, I think people took it as a more mean, holistic concept. Yeah, and I think that would should would have be to be a category race coverage, and I think that Mark mm. your yours could have been pretty high with the sub with the sub seven sub eight. All right, are we on to bigger big awards now? Uh, big best one. performance. This is not biased oh, towards oh. men or women, so it's everyone's all looped in together. So first place, thirty three percent of the vote, Gustav Eden. Second place, Chelsea Sodaro, 28% of the vote. Oh, I didn't know the result. That's where, where was Taylor Nib at 70.3 worlds in that? Uh, 10%. I voted for her, Pat. Go fourth place. Fourth. 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 Okay. Sam Laidlow at Kona was 12%, third place. I, I can't see this pie chart. I've lost this one. Oh, best performance. Yeah. I, I kind of think that this just shows what our audience like, right? They all do Ironman. They all want to race Kona. They all care most about what 
what happens in Kona, results one and two. I mean, they were both great performances, but I'm going to be controversial. Chelsea Sedara's performance was very beatable by someone like Rife on a great day, etc. Whereas Gustav Edens has never been touched by any human on that course before. Just... Okay, but I'll argue. But okay, that's a fair point, Mark. I'm going to argue it and say that the reason why I would take Chelsea Chelsea Sedaro's performance over Gustav Eden's performance would be because I thought Chelsea exceeded her capacity in all three disciplines for her on the day, right? So she swam better than anticipated. She biked far better than anticipated. And then she ran very dominantly. So I guess if I had to if I had to split it between the the Gustav Eden performance or the Chelsea Sedaro performance, I would vote for Chelsea. So I, I agree, but that's why she won best biggest upset of the year because yeah, she exceeded sure. our expectations of her. Whereas achieving the utter pinnacle of sort of perfection, Gustav's was pretty disgusting. Something you guys aren't even talking about right now is Magnus Ditlef at Roth. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't talking about that on purpose. Same. Yeah, I I just heard white noise. It's the performance in history. So. No, it's not. I mean, sorry, point points wise. It's the highest no, point scoring form. No, it's not. I believe Gustav's from Kona is. Oh, good. Well, I could be wrong on that, but I believe so. I will well, fact check yeah, it. Right now. Right. The listeners voted Gustav, and Mark has picked Gustav, so this seems obvious, and that we should move on. Yeah, <laughs> but you're right, Pat. To call out the other, the other ones were Sam Laidlow and Kona. Though I think that's got a touch of what you said, upset about it. And then you're yeah. right, your girl Taylor Nib had 10% of the votes and George, oh, I, I thought that was a ridiculous performance. I forgot Chelsea wasn't on the podcast when Talbot was trying to rip away uh, some votes from the listeners. Oh, Chelsea, uh, Talbot's been educated that the democratic voting process in this case stands and he can't just disagree with it and ignore it. <laughs> he was the very first one he tried to change. Guys, the, the, mail-in, the, mail-in ball- the mail-in ballots are getting to my house right now and I'm going to count them <laughs> And we will review these tomorrow when we do the runoff. Is, um, Talbot, is Donald in the closet over there with you? <laughs> no. Uh, All right. not. So it sounds like mail, a The mail-in ballots are coming in, though. A lot all right. got lost. The biggest one of them all. Female athlete of the year. I would love to know. We, we don't have this in our stats, but uh, if there was a male or male female when people filled out these surveys, because I'd love to see how biased they were. If it was like we just had a lot more males doing the votes and stuff, if that made sense. More men voting than women voting. So I need to add a male, female, non-binary on the voting no. for next year. Mark, go for it. No. You don't have to do that. Um, let's. We're going to go with third, second, and first. Let's do it. Carl looks like I just killed a puppy. Did I? I don't think so. In, in I believe in third place, very well deserved. Comes in with Taylor Nib. In the second place of the votes, may have got my vote, Laura Duffy. And in first place, the queen of the hundred k, Ashley Gentle. What do we think? This is ridiculous. <laughs> this sorry. is what I'm sorry. This, this is, is like what, the easiest this question is what in the world, done. and it's not what the listeners picked. <laughs> what, Chelsea? Wait a second! Wait a second! 
Yeah. Mark said that this had to be democratic just because you agreed. Disagree doesn't mean you can't just change it. Yeah. I mean, why? Chelsea, I'll speak for you because it's a little less biased. I think what, you know, you probably, I'm assuming you voted for Florida Duffy for first. Um, you are correct. I think that's probably a fair assessment. What I'm going to go back to is thinking about probably where we had Ash Gentle picked for some of these races before the races happened. So whether it was Miami at PTO Edmonton or PTO Dallas. And I thought that she, she um, performed better than we all expected her to. So I'm assuming that's where the weight, it well, like some waiting went on to, for the audience that, that picked her in first place, right? Uh, Flora met expectations. She was world champion. But she's but that's the fourth time she's done it. So I don't think her performances her performances were in line with what she's already done. Ash Gentle did something that she has not done yet, and that's maybe why she was the, voted the the female athlete of the year. I think it's fair, generous. but I mean, I think I, Flora was the better triathlete in twenty twenty two, and that's how this award should be considered. I think you're generous, Pat. I think Alice has only watched long distance racing. Yeah, it's very PTO biased, it seems, even from 51% PTO coverage and everyone, that many people picking gentle, it seems that no one watches any other races. Definitely no one's watching World Triathlon. I'm with you. The best best athlete of the year was Flora Duffy. Maybe she met expectations, but gosh, talk about pressure and coming off of an Olympic gold and dabbling in some different kind of racing, having some mishaps, and still literally making it almost a non-contest in the race with the most talented athletes in triathlon and being double their age. I mean, come on, give her some credit. I I will say this. I would pick Ashley if she had a good showing at 70.3 Worlds. Agree. I, I Agree. would I would definitely I, I would say if she stuck up on the podium or, or sorry, went to 70.3 worlds, got on the podium, I would definitely pick her. Uh, but because we did not get to see that, I picked Duffy for the number one spot. So just to round off a few of the others, uh, Paula Finley got 4.9 percent. Lucy Charles Barkley got 3.3 percent of the vote. Uh, 3.3% went to Chelsea Starro. I imagine that was because of the, the volume of good races that she had. Uh, Daniel arrived, diehard fans. Oh, she did win St. George, to be fair. 3.8%. Um, so, yeah, uh, Ashley Gentle takes the win. Can I add Do- one more? Because I think our listeners are extremely biased here. Someone if it helps you get crack- it off your chest, then you're welcome. Cool. It's someone who didn't even crack this chart, but who... Actually, can I make sure. a, can I brag about my awarding abilities for a second? Yes, thank you. So I am, as you guys know, our listeners may not know, part of a judging panel for a new event called the Global Triathlon Awards. This is an in-person, fancy, actual awards thing. And we also did best female and male triathlete. And it was really interesting how different the submissions were between these two, our little podcast and this kind of thing. But someone who got a lot of discussion who didn't even crack the list here was Georgia Taylor Brown, who I think is an exceptional athlete and doesn't often get maybe the recognition that she should because she is in the company of someone say like Flora, but she did have a pretty impressive year of 
winning Super League all the while being in the running for the World Champs, which was a very heavy schedule of racing. Um, it took some some solid effort. So I just want to give her a nod. I'm not saying she's the best female athlete of the year, but I think she should have been in the conversation. She was listed in Talbot in my uh, top ten as well. Um, I I think it would be I think it would be great if somebody asked me why I picked uh, my tenth person that I picked and what. Why did you pick your tenth person, Pat? They were the best at drafting in races. Oh, who? Oh, Nick Kasperic, ten tenth, is she? For me, yes, yes, I put her in there because she did such a great job drafting (laughs) this year. In the sub eight, in the sub eight, she did awesome job drafting, and then also in PTO images, she did an amazing job drafting. I mean, I I would kind of disagree with you, although because Cat Passer went like the last five k, so I don't know if that's a really good job in drafting, but and she got scored in and she got scored in Kenner as well. Doesn't pay, doesn't pay to draft. Um. Now we've bashed on that. Uh, just last one, Chelsea. Our little little triathlon podcast versus this made-up global triathlon awards. I bet oh. more people download this than tune in to watch that. Probably, but so take it and take it somewhere else. Chelsea. Somewhere. We're not interested. Our, so this is in its instant year. <laughs> Our podcast has evolved over many months and many hard yards put in by Kyle Glass. Did Exclusively you know? by Kyle. Yeah, true. Exclusively by Kyle. So, Kyle, what do you know about the F1 Awards red carpet event that just happened? Oh, it's incredible. They do such a great job. There is literally go-karts driving across the LED panels on the stage. It was so sick. So, Triathlon needs a goal. Triathlon needs an award show. I don't know why. I don't know why we've gone this long without having one. To be honest, guys, only only, hold on, hold on. Talbot only agrees because he's up for an award. That's not true at all, but I think we're getting okay, well. uh, we're getting sidetracked. I think this is a great hot take because I'd love to discuss this, but let's keep talking about this because I'd love to talk about the Global Triathlon Awards. Okay, back to the actual content here. Do you want to That's... announce? Have you got the pie table up? Me? Do, do, do we, do we, we, we want to run through our top, kind of who we picked in our top 10? No, no, no. We got to do best athlete of the year, and then we'll do our okay. top 10s. Best male. Right. We best just did best female. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, that was very poorly worded, Kyle. I'm oh cringing. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get canceled. Yeah, I hope you do. Best okay, male best athlete male. of the world, Gustav. Oh. But everyone said Christian. I don't know why. Okay, right, that was not how we agreed to announce this. <laughs> for the for the third best place. male athlete of the year. Showing the unbelievable bias of our audience. In third place was Magnus Ditlev. <laughs> in second place was Gustav Eden. And in first place, with an overwhelming 69.6% of the vote, was Alistair Brown. I mean, Christian Blumenfeld. <laughs> Christian Wait, Blumenfeld looking... obviously won this award. Like, obviously. I'm looking at the entries right now, and why does it say Christian Blumenfeld at gmail.com? Christian Blumenfeld at gmail.com. Christian Blum- <laughs> he submit all these. Uh, I'm just kidding. There's no way that's his email address. His email address is like bigkb at triathlon.triathlon <laughs> underscore triathlon. Wait, I actually, I actually do have it. I actually do have it because he did vote. So if we don't want to say – no, we don't want to – we don't want to dox freaking KB on the show. So, I mean, are we <laughs> – you know, it's different. It, the top three are a little bit different than who I had in the top three. But yeah, because they're, they're wrong. 
<laughs> Pat, I ain't hating on you, but you had Canute as number three. I had Canute as number two. Um, I actually did. I had Ben Canute ranked second, and I and I viewed it as what I viewed it as was uh, instead of the year, I had it as one-off performances in my head is how I ranked it. That's insane. <laughs> Mark, 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 Mark just hung up. Mark just hung up. No, I think it's I think it's interesting when you when you talk about yeah, you know it's in. Male triathlete of the year. Again, I think it's Christian. Christian did what he, what I believed he was uh, completely capable of. And he was Ironman world champion in one year. And he was 70.3 world champion in one year. Uh, the reason why I voted Ben Canute for second was because he did something I did not believe he was capable of doing. And he was second place at 70.3 world championships. And I thought that was a, uh, that was a noteworthy, that was a standout performance. And, you know, it's uh, it's just interesting to me. But for for to think that Christian Blumenfeld takes the award here, no no uh, no controversy for me. Kyle's doing his arm swings. Um, yes, Talbot. I I I think that what we're going to talk about our top ten here in just a little bit. But I mean, I think it's pretty clear why the fans chose Christian Blumenfeld. He goes from to St. George, wins his first Ironman World Championship. Uh, he moves over to sub seven, breaks the world record. He just wants to pop into Bergen, uh, gets second place. It doesn't matter the distance. KB jumps in. He does it. Uh, and, and yes, Gustav did have a great performance in Kona. Arg- I mean, not even arguably, I would say the best Ironman performance in history. But KB has shown that this year is his year with the 70.3 world title as well. Um, and, and I can easily see why all the fans, including Ninety percent of of our uh, commentators right here did pick KB for the win. Okay, so <clears throat> I believe this is a battle of the two best athletes, male of the male species. Obviously, are both Norwegian. I think that that shouldn't be a question. I'm sorry, Pat Ben Canute. I don't know if he's your new client or something, but that's wrong. So the reason I would argue Gustav, I do. I think. I see your points for Christian, but Gustav and Christian, I think we could all agree their primary focus of the year was Kona. Is that not? No, it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. I think it's hard to say. Once they're ticked off St. George and like, yeah, I, I mean, I see what I you mean. That's actually a very obvious. good argument. I think it's pretty obvious that their lifetime goal is Olympics and short course. But for this particular year we're discussing, 2022, it seems like they were both really focused on having the best possible Kona they could have. And Gustav won on that day, and I feel like that deserves the win. But it's it's actually a really, really good argument because I think you're probably right. I think if they could, if you could give them only one race, you took them back to the start of the year and say you can only win one race, which are you taking? I agree. They'd probably have both taken Kona. This this is my only argument against that Chelsea, is that is Alistair Brownlee a better athlete than Lionel Sanders? Probably so, but Alistair Brownlee dealt with injuries all year and missed start lines all year long, and Lionel Sanders was at start lines. Did Lionel do good? No, but in the overall rankings, Lionel's higher. Alistair's more than likely a better athlete than Lionel, but he was on the start list, so. Gustav not finishing 70.3 worlds. Gustav not showing up. Well, showing up, but not starting Ironman World Championship in St. George. Is he a better athlete than Christian? I mean, probably so, especially at the Ironman distance. I think he's went ahead and showed that. But you got to make the start line 
for the gotta year. Gotta make it. Gotta make it to the start line. He made it to the start line of the one that mattered and beat the Olympic champion and probably the best triathlete of the last se- several years and probably next year too. But I think for this probably year, so. Gustav triumphed. But I may be biased. That's a fair point. Fair point. All right, the let's fan. run into our top tens. The fans. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we all agree though that Magnus Dietlev is a he's a super athlete, great young can talent. We, but can we just give uh, some nods uh, well, to people like? Ye wild Alex Ye. I had yeah, well that's what I've got in mind. So we're, I, we're gonna, we're gonna got... run through those. We're gonna run through those. That was just okay. the fans' picks. Okay. Okay. Are we gonna go ten nine eight seven six five four three two one and then move to the next we're, person? We're not doing do ten. Do we're yeah, not doing eight. Ten, ten is too many. Uh, oh, five? I don't want to do eight. I mean, we're talking. Let's do five. Okay. Fine. Well. It's up Eight, to you guys. Seven. Let's do five. Let's do five. That's still Let's twenty-five names to say each total. Each. Anything interesting. Let's have a look at some anomalies. We can all see that we can all see the totals up there. There'll be some that everyone's got, and there'll be some that stand out. So Canute, you've been through already with Pat's in third. Uh Pat also had Sanders in five. Why why I wonder can't why can't why that might be, Pat? Well, again, I thought Lionel's performance in St. George was the he he got the best out of himself that he could on the day. So again, for me sometimes these these categories can become blurry, right? Where I'm looking at them could be for a year category, it could be for a one-off day, but I I think of when, you know, Lionel maybe when I, I'm putting words in his mouth here, but a lifetime achievement for him would be that performance where he was um, rode very very intelligently and it was from a tactical standpoint was very impressive. Yeah, Talbot to defend Lionel on here, uh, if we asked Lionel if he'd put himself in the top 10 for the year, Lionel wouldn't even put himself in the top 10 as he had the worst year of his entire professional career. So Lionel himself wouldn't even put himself in this top 10. But we'd put him in top 10 most humble, apparently. Mm. And Talbot, I'm always going to, you know, I'm always going to pump, uh, you know, any any interest I may have on this. So, yeah, no, I mean, True. Lionel, True. Lionel got a well-earned fifth in my book here. All right. So Sorry, Pat, another interest. Wasn't the St. George you're referring to actually a 2021 race? Oh, oh. <laughs> Next one that pops up. Uh, so, Kyle, you've got. Joe Skipper ranked ahead of Alex Yee. <laughs> or Leo Berger or Hayden Wild. And you want to know why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I He's think his win, I think his win at Ironman Wells was very impressive. One month ahead of Kona, where he got fifth place. The one where he had a 25-minute mechanical uh, and then outran Boris Stein to take the win over Alex Yee running like 29 minutes dead to beat Hayden Wild in the Olympic light. That's correct. Okay, cool. Now, just to be clear, cool, cool. I think I think we should I think we should just each personally say our top five so people uh, know. No, but you no, I like this better. I like this better. This is great for uh, the listeners. <laughs> Okay, let's have a look at Talbot's anomalies. Now, actually, me and Talbot are basically the same through one through four, which I will say is Blue, Gus, Ye, Wild. But yeah, actually, me and Talbot have the top five identical. And I have Laidlow above of Sanders in my top ten, by the way, because I believe that he outperformed them all year. What I like about yours, though, is in sixth place, you've got Ditlev, and then in ninth place, you've got Ditlev. 
so, I filled this so out you... five minutes before the show, so sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, same for me. I, I, I agree with yours. You've got Ditlev, Laidlow, Sanders, and Patrick. Which Patrick? Uh, Patrick that showed up in Israel this year. Big run, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but the discrepancy between the top three to four athletes and the bottom of this list is so far. That's why I didn't even like doing the top ten. But yeah. And the one that we've got on here that's not been mentioned by anyone else but Chelsea in sixth place for Chelsea, you had Matt Hauser. Why a standout? I bet he. I put money on today. He medals in Paris. Cool. Yeah. All right. Chelsea, I just have to ask you, in your seventh and eighth place, you have Laidlow and Ditlev. Why, why did you pick those two? Are those the only two, not insulting, but the only two other long course names you know or what? Yeah, you're such a jerk sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just like, honestly asking. I'm just honestly asking. I feel like I hear those names said by you guys a lot, so it felt appropriate to regurgitate them onto Brilliant. the Google Doc. All right. I was just actually just genuinely curious. No, I, I, I watched those races. I was right. there. I, and uh, just so we can read off Pat's top five, Pat has Blumenfeld first, Gustav second, and third, he has been Canute. Again, uh, I'm look, I'm taking a lot of flack for this one. Ben is not my athlete. I'm just saying from a performance standpoint, what – oh, look, George isn't even happy about that pick. Um <laughs> He had an amazing day, and and that was just something that I it was a standout performance from the year, and I'm super happy for him. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think he had the, a performance of a lifetime, even better than his Chattanooga performance. But this is consistency through the whole year. But I think Ben goes down in one of greater performances. So moving on to the women's picks. Yep. You, uh, you ain't so even gonna mention all... my fourth place, Mark. You're not even gonna mention my fourth uh, what, place. What, I have on what here. was it? He had Max, Max Newman. Newman. Just move oh on. yeah. You want to know why? Uh, he did dominate a few races in Australia, but we, he dominated we tried to avoid those. Every race in Australia and then got fourth place at Kona and no one thought that he would be able to do that. So, um, and he missed the Ironman Western Australia record set by Alistair Brownlee by one second. I know we don't talk yeah. about records anymore, but that's pretty impressive to be able to back up your Kona performance with that performance in my opinion and jack kelly from how they train podcast has been in my uh dms every single day berating me on how australian triathletes are actually really good and he's challenging me to send down any professional athlete that i want to race against the australians and he'll pay for it is he joking no he's dead serious well I can but you're that. thinking trevor max Foley. max newman is an incredible athlete kyle's been kicked in the nuts this last week for our um Steve McKenna comment that we had that we don't know which Steve McKenna is going to show up at the race, the one who does incredible or the one who struggles sometimes in consistency. And so Kyle's been kicked in the podcast. So he's trying to redeem himself by putting Max Newman up high, but I do believe Max Newman's an incredible athlete. I'm being bullied by Jack Do you remember this whole Australia thing all started with, was when I slagged off the Australians for like being a fish pond race and it was a bit Mickey Mouse or something like that. And it was actually Max Newman, which was really awkward at the time because he was Kat's teammate, called me out on social media about this Brit who doesn't know what he's talking about. And uh, we're, we're all cool now, but that, that's actually ironically how this whole beef started. Um, and Kylie, just Kylie Simpson. It's just... Yes, true. It yeah. is just a running joke. Like, of course, they're great triathletes, and Max Newman had an incredible season. 
You know what's going to happen. This is all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it with this is last time there was an Olympic cycle in 2016, an Australian won 70.3 worlds and the Australians were like, there's like six of them in the top 10. And guess what happens next Olympic cycle, 2024? We're going to be down in New Zealand at Topo. And guess what's going to happen? All the New Zealand athletes are going to go six in the top 10, and then an Australian or a New Zealand athlete's going to win. So I'm going to call it here on the show before it happens, but it's because maybe it's an Olympic cycle. Maybe it's just really hard to race down under. Excellent. I've got nothing. Kyle loves Australia and New Zealand. And who else? Someone that lives there. You will never know. Okay, females. On to the females. So all of us either had Gentle or Duffy. We've debated that. We're kind of happy with that. Except we then, I had Gentle, Duffy and Gentle. Talbot had Duffy, Gentle. Chelsea had Duffy, Sodaro. Pat had... Gentle Sodaro. Kyle, you had Rife in second ahead of Nib uh, and Duffy and Sodaro. Based solely off of the St. George performance. When everyone wrote her off and everyone thought that she was near retirement, she came and shocked the world. So that gave that holds a lot of uh, weight in my world. I, I yeah, I promise you those bike numbers that she put down must have been truly, utterly, completely ridiculous. And that race fair. Uh, we've all got Nib in third, except for Chelsea, who's got Georgia Taylor Brown in third. You've already articulated this, I think. Yep, I think we need to appreciate the grandness of your British star. I, I agree. I I haven't got also, one, of the top five one of the Russia loveliest ones. human beings. Uh, next, love, love next, to Mark, on, next to Trusty on there. Hold on, hold on, on, Mark. Give us your best British lovely, lovely. See, you're you're putting a re- you're putting a regional accent on it. So you're going with like a British regional accent. It's lovely. It's not lovely. <laughs> Well, I wanted I wanted it to be like you, you want, you want No, it's lovely. You you want me to sound like a brownie would give that a whirl. Um Jess Lewis would give it a hell of a lovelier. Lovely. Like, no, <laughs> it's not. No. Uh the next actually atrocity. No, that's not true at all. She's an excellent thing. But the next controversy comes again from Kyle. Kyle's fifth place is Lucy Charles Barkley. We've got things like uh Chelsea Sonari, Finley, Rife, Nibstill, and you've got Lucy Charles Barkley. I gotta defend myself every time. I actually didn't put any short course people, short course women in my top 10 so i actually do feel bad about that um feel bad how about feel kind of dumb yeah i feel kind of dumb tbh but brilliant i mean lucy comes off an injury goes first place third place second place fourth place gets second place in kona second place in kona fourth place at 70.3 worlds wins a world title at long course world championship that unfortunately no one cares about um but that's why the palance do so that's why that's why I give it to her for top five. Uh, you were right to get rid of the comeback award because that was the the easiest no brainer in the world. That was obviously hers for the win if we'd done that award. Fair, good argument, Pat. You're up next. You've got Paula Finley in fifth. 
which is higher than anyone else. Yeah, easy. I think I, I just think yeah, I just think Paula Finley, you know, she had a ton of pressure going into the PTO open in, in Edmonton. That's a hometown race for her. Um, you know, look, it, it, Paula doesn't have a I love Paula. She does not have a great track record of racing at home. And so that comes with some stress. And she's the face of that race. And so for her to be second there, I thought was a you know, she she deemed that, you know, as a, as a win. And I, I think that that's something that needs to be recognized. And and again, her performance at 70.3 World Championships, back that up. Sorry, I got George. George is, George is not happy with any of my picks. Um, I, I, I like Pat's picks. I think that he, I, I would agree with Paula. Paula struggles a little bit in the heat, but I think that we could have, if, if she wouldn't struggle as heat and bad, in Dallas, she would have even had a better result there as well, even on the podium. So that was just an unfortunate one. Do you know one thing I've just realized, which is brilliant? The PTO, who will win it this year, world number one ranked athlete, the highest any of us have her, and some of us don't even have her in our top 10, is 10th, Anne Haug. Not one of us has her even the top nine athletes in the world performing this year. And yet because of her Roth score, she's going to win the PTO rankings this year. Luckily, I don't even really have anything to say other than that's what the wizard decided to pick inside his basement in Germany. I'm going to say, thank goodness we will have new PTO ranking system next year. I'm not convinced of any better. I have faith that it will be better. Well, hopefully we're getting Ruth Astalon to come and talk us through the new ranking system as soon as you can talk about it. So yeah. we will get you that sometime over the Christmas break. Uh, but yeah, Anna Haug doesn't feature well for us. Though, to be fair, she podiumed in both Ironman World Championships this year and had the world's ever highest PTO scoring role. So, fair. And with that, the PTN Awards of 2022 has come to a close. And we will post all of the results and all of our picks on the Instagram. Let's dive into um, some hot takes. Hold on, hold on. Before we dive into hot takes, there was two races that happened this weekend that we didn't talk about yet. 70.3 Bahrain and 70.3 Topo. 70.3 oh Bahrain. God, yeah. we, I got a debrief of all debriefs, and I just wanted to let it be known that um, allegedly Holly Lawrence had gone off and was three miles off the course. However, it has now been discovered that Holly Lawrence had a Bahrain TV moto to the left of her that did not lead her off the course. And Holly missed the right-hand turn to get off the highway. However, during the men's race, there were police there barricading the highway so that the men were forced to go off at that point. Between the men and the women race i guess the police left and so holly just kept continuing on the freeway for the three miles or whatever so who's confirmed this uh photographer uh, at the race James the bahrain the bahrain military and if kyle did not say this in the show then it was going to change from bahrain 13 <laughs> to bahrain 14 <laughs> oh punchy comment that i'm just kidding punchy. i like it i like it um oh, that's strong uh 
Yeah, we're going with that. That's good. That's well within taste. Everyone that listens to this is a decent person agrees with that. So we're going to carry on with that. that, uh, that that's very unfortunate, though, because Holly should have won uh, that yeah. race. She was winning clearly. by four minutes, right? Oh, yeah. And, that, uh, that was just such a bummer. So I think, I think, Kyle, it's fair for Holly to say if she has a camera beside her, a bike beside her, and she goes to a direction and that bike just keeps riding beside her filming, she's right to assume that she's just on course still. Like I would, if I had a bike beside me and it's just carrying on filming as I'm riding off course, I would assume I'm still on course. It's a double-edged sword here, as Talbot would say. I mean, it's kind of on the athlete organization to not have it barricaded or coned or something to steer the athlete away. But also it's Holly's responsibility to know the course. I I think it's on the race organization that you can't just ride on a straight road and end up on a highway without passing through any sort of barricade police or marshal. I think we can safely say, I like I own us on the athlete often, but you shouldn't just be able to ride onto a highway without passing anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Agree though, maybe she wasn't flagged off course. We'll, we'll give you that, Carl. I'm just, I'm just relaying information. But anyway, um, more importantly, Marjolaine Pierre won the race then. She she went on to win the race, having come back from a stress fracture this year. Lovely to see her back racing. Uh, that's all I know off the top of my head, Carl. So can you take over from the results? Because I have no idea who came second. Uh, second place was Natalie Vancouver. In third place, Didi Dirks. Uh, and the men's side, first place, Vincent Louis. Second place, Samuel Dickinson. And third big, place, Big premier race for him, Matt. Chelsea? Dicko. Yeah. I love Samuel Dickinson. <laughs> I love him. He's, He's hilarious. And that's his first 70.3, I think. Seems like it. He's a young I think kid. It is. He had another amazing result this year when he was Alex Yee's domestique at the Commonwealth Games and did an incredible job at that. Actually, Matt and Dan, he's also attacked off the front a few times, hasn't he? So he's clearly a cyclist by trade. Like he attacked off the front in Leeds. So we should have probably seen this coming that he's sort of suited to this. He's a really good guy. I met him in 2015 at uh, World Championship in Chicago, the grand final. So, really good guy. He must have been about 12 then. Yeah, he's really young. He was, uh, I think he's he was junior juniors. then. Yeah, junior uh, okay. worlds. Anyway, moving on from Bahrain. Uh, 70.3 Topo happened this weekend. First place, Anna Bergeson. Second place, Hannah Berry. Third place, Rebecca Clark. And then first place, Jack Moody. Um, getting his dub. I think it's his first one of the season, first one ever. So no, maybe, maybe, maybe his first double in an Ironman brand event. But he wins a lot of stuff. He's done some like one hundred eight half marathons. I think he's a yeah. he's a super good athlete. He's coached by uh, Bev from Fitter Radio. I think. Um, yeah, no, he, he's he's a he's a very accomplished athlete. Maybe his first seventy point three brand goal, but I'm not sure. That's how again Southern Hemisphere ignorance. I'm sorry. Yeah, and Mark, then you also I had. You, I wish Phillips. you got as much hate as Kyle and I got from the Australian people, because if you say anything bad about that region, you're going to get knocked. Yeah, but I think they kind of expect it from me. Like we play cricket against each other, rugby against each other. Like it's just sledging, they would call it. Uh, okay, okay. I I think kind of the Brits and Australians would just expect it from each other. Like. The Ashes cricket tournament for us is monstrous, and like the hatred for Australian cricket is strong. Um, Mike Phillips, who got second place at the race, I guess he's been focused this whole year on being a part of the New Zealand cycling team. Um, also, was a teammate for George Bennett on the UAE team for the UCI Worlds. Just popped in, came back to tries, got second place. So that's very impressive. 
Hot takes. Hot takes. I put I put wrote down both these hot takes. My first one is the PTO polls on the PTO Instagram. They kill me because it's just short term memory and popularity always wins. Yes. It kills me Agreed. sometimes when I see some of this. I'm like, guys, like how are you picking this performance over this person or this? I'm just like, uh so I yeah. completely agree. It kills um, me. There's nothing wrong with it. It's very for for their Instagram and media team. It's very uh, engaging. So, but yeah, I just I had to put that in the, the performance takes. ones. I basically agree with, except I think Ashley Jensen was better at PTO Canada than Sam Lado and Probably not. I don't know. That's a close one. The other ones I do agree with their performance ones. But you're right. Like the popular, like the athlete awards, it just gets a bit ridiculous. Like they do just. It's just a it's whatever the most recent race was, and whoever's got the most PTO coverage recently wins it. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. The nice next hot take, take. Next hot take I wrote on here, um, and that is the Global Triathlon Awards. And no, Kyle, I'm not just tooting my horn because I am nominated. But I would just I think that this is a long time running. This is something that our sport does need to take to the professional level. And it's I think my most exciting thing about it is, yes, you see little news and media outlets try to do this, i.e. what we're doing right now. But to see that a bunch of organizations have come together and put money together to make this something actually interesting, I think it gives back a lot to the sport. You see incredible sports like the Heisman Trophy presentation this last week. I know it's not the, all the awards, but there's so many sports that do this and this is something that we need as a governing, I, I don't know, sport to make it more official. And I am super, super excited about it. Me too. I just, I just dropped out. I'm sorry. Um, do you guys know what the biggest sports awards in the world are? Uh, ESPYs, I would say. Arguably. No, no, like for a specific sport, like oh. this would be. Mm. It's the Ballon d'Or. It's the football awards, of course, because soccer is the globalist biggest sport. So Ballon d'Or is massive. And their um their stage show premise behind it, celebrities they've had bringing it on, like the, everyone attends. It's like a no-miss event. So if you're up mm-hmm. for an award, you're there. It's like a massive spectacle. And it's um it's like a it's winning a Ballon d'Or or however you do pronounce it properly, I apologize. It it's like a highlight of a soccer player's career. I'm going to say soccer because you're an American. Um, like they actually want to win it. And it's a point of real pride if they win it. They'd, they'd rather win Champions League or World Cup, or whatever. But it's really, really important if, if you're going to be considered one of the best soccer players ever. And clearly we've got a long, long way to go before the triathlon awards ever got mm-hmm. to that stage. But that's kind of what we're aiming for, right? That it's a real privilege to win. Because it's, yeah. it's a nice way of joining leagues as well. So you can play Spanish football, Italian football, British football. But it, if you win Ballon d'Or, you're considered the best of them all. And we could bring distances together in that respect. So you could win Super League, World Triathlon, long distance. But if you win yeah. Ballon d'Or or Triathlon equivalent, you're considered that number one. Rather than me and Talbot arguing about who's the best, it would be like a nice point of privilege. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's super exciting, not only for our sport, to, but the community. And most importantly, it's really cool that almost every organization has jumped on this except one, which, of course, uh, Iron Man has not jumped on this. But it's really, really cool to see that this is 
becoming a thing. We might knock it the first year, but hopefully it continues to grow and flourish and become something of very big, uh, I don't know, dignity or whatever in our sport. We're on for a long podcast here. I just realized I've looked at the chart. Yeah, we are. Um, I think Talbot said it very well. I think the only way Iron Man could get on board would maybe be awarding the world championship um, at this event. Similar to what Formula One does. Formula One, they don't get the trophy for uh, the driver's championship or the constructor's championship until this event. And then they bring them all on stage, do this grand thing, all this stuff. This event could perhaps become even more significant in the future as Iron Man is split. Uh, and this could be kind of the one time of the year that everyone is together. Yeah, one. but they won't. The problem there is PTO won't be involved if you're awarding the Iron Man trophy there and not their trophy. And neither would Super League. None would, like, no one is going to bow down. And it's accept that the Iron Man is king. I know. I'm not saying, we but that's to... the thing. That's the thing about the Autosport Awards with what Formula One does. It's like rally sport, karting. All of them come together for this award ceremony. They put everything aside, and they're like, "Okay, this is like for the greater good of the FIA." But yeah. but but who but who cares about? Are, are you are you guys stating like that Kona the Kona winners should get their award at this banquet? I think that's stupid. I think that's no, way but more they exciting. Can all hang out at an after party. No, no, but I th- I think it's a lot more exciting if the PTO gave award to the t- number one ranked athlete at the end of the year every year at this event. I mean, I think that would be incredible as well as a hundred thousand dollar check. I mean, that's that would be a Duffy's, whole lot more exciting. But then Duffy sat there in the audience like I'm out with Joker. Like having just one Abu Dhabi and crushed. Oh, uh, but whatever really that, level. but I I I think that I think that it would be really cool. I mean, it's it's a big deal to get number one athlete in the world and so the fact that you get to get recognized versus just oh cool here's an instagram post congratulations here's hundred dollars if you got to get dressed up in a suit go thank everyone thank your sponsors on a stage at a bow tie event i mean that would be really really question. exciting a do you own a suit and b do you know how to tie a bow tie oh he's in the he's in the closet he's demonstrating he, he does own that he does own a funeral suit good <laughs> that's true that's true i got the best in everything <laughs> Let's get you a little James Bond tux, mate. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's really exciting, especially for our future. Whatever, if Iron Man doesn't get involved, they never get involved in anything. I mean, I think that the partners that are involved right now are the partners that you need for something to be successful. So super cool. Talbot, do you want to close us out, mate? You're our resident leading expert in closing out shows. Yes. I just want to thank before, everyone. Before we close this out, this oh, is our break. God. I know. That's what I was going to say. We're going on break. Oh, guys, this is so sad. Guys, this I uh, just want to I thank everyone wait. for following the year. It's been an incredible year. I can't believe from the start we said that there was like, what, five major uh, long course events and then also countless um well, short course world triathlon events. I can't believe the year is coming to an end. We are going to take a break after the show. We might sneak out uh, some little, I don't know, episodes, cheeky episodes in the middle of the uh, winter. Kyle's probably going to interview Trevor Foley a couple times and he'll post those. But um, all jokes aside, thank you so much for following this year. It's been an incredible year. We are super excited for next year and all that comes. Waterfall Bank partnering with us. We plan to go to a whole lot of the events, including the Paris Test event. Uh, the new Ironman and possibly Nice Ironman World Championship Kona. So we are super excited for the year, and we can't wait to update you guys. Um, and, without... and, and. 
our first event of the year will be the Global Triathlon Awards. The Global Triathlon Awards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we're we're super excited um, and can't wait to see you next year and probably late February, March time. Is that right, Kyle? Was that was that about that about when we'll be back? Yeah, we'll have some sprinkles. Uh, there's actually going to be a podcast dropping tomorrow. So surprise. Nice. Mark, you got anything else? No, I'm out. I'm done. I'll see you later. Farewell, Merry everyone. Christmas. Mark. Merry Christmas, guys.